The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. All right, we're live. In three, (laughs) two, one, go. I really have missed those whispers. Yeah, they're good. I think this is the only time you ever whisper. I have a whisper? Yeah. Do you whisper in other situations? Do I have have situations where am I a spy? Do I? Well, why would a spy? Because they're spying on people. They got to whisper to each other when they're hiding in vents. (laughs) Haven't you ever seen a James Bond movie? Uh, Yeah. I haven't actually seen very many of them. You haven't? I bet he whispers though. I don't think so. I think he uses hand gestures or something cooler. That's probably true. You know, because I feel like we'd be like, so there's a guy in there. Let's get him. <laughs> like, I don't think that would be a very cool whisper. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast. I am Ty or Husband Handsome Face. And I am Jesse the Therapist. And we're going to talk about successful habits. We're going to break them down and see if you want to implement them in your life. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. So how are you this morning? I'm good. Um... I feel bad for choosing subjects that you get frustrated about what to talk about. Oh, it's fine. I, I've gotten used to it now. So um, <laughs> The inconvenience. Yeah, because we're talking about noise yeah. this morning. Noise, yeah. Noise. So the history of noise, which is essentially, I guess, once we could sense noise, that was when the history started. When did started. we have our ears? Yeah. when did we start ears? No, we're not going to do that, but um, yeah. So I want to tell him a little embarrassing story this morning. Please tell. So I am beat up, like literally (laughs) beat up. I fell like a four-year-old child or an 800-year-old man the other day out of a van, (laughs) not moving van. It wasn't moving, like not, and not a moving van. It was just a regular van. Holy cow, this story's getting (laughs) off. But I had a bunch of stuff in my hands, like my coffee cup in my hand and like a bag and a coat and it was raining. I was like, I'm just going to make a run for the, run for the inside and I was at the station and I literally felt like, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if my foot got cut or I slipped, but next thing I know, I'm horizontal. And this is a tall van. <laughs> and I went down like Aww. literally horizontally, like, like boom, like a, it's like a sack of potatoes. And I haven't fallen <laughs> like that in years. And I don't know how, but I have road rash all over my body, on my hand, on my leg and my knee, my other knee, like both knees, but I landed on my side. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Did anybody see yeah, The worst part is somebody saw me. Okay. And so he's like standing like 20 feet away, like, oh, yeah. And you so, were their instructor too. That's and the I was, funny yeah, thing. Like, yeah, oh. I'm trying to exude this aura of confidence and bam. <laughs> So, so I'm beat up. Oh I'm beat up this morning. Hard <laughs> in the thing. So I'm gonna be a little bit, maybe a little cranky today. Yeah, a little, a little fussy. I'm like day three, and that you know when like the road rash like starts to like get like lizard scaly. That's oh, where I'm at today. Yeah. It's just oh, is that why you're like side itching randomly? Like yeah. you're like pooping. I'm itching. Well, and see what I don't understand is normally, I mean, because it was swift water school, so you were in rivers getting kind of banged up on. Twigs and rocks and all kinds of stuff. All those like river, river twigs. 
<laughs> They're dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not big no, deal. But, we're, we're getting no, way but, off topic. But, but like, right. it's lots of injuries that you have endured, and then you also fell out of the truck. Yeah, I like I didn't get hurt at all. Nothing happened, and then I fell out of the truck. So, <laughs> um, all right. So let's do this. Let's go talk about noise. <laughs> let's, talk about let's, let's talk about noise. So here you go. The history of noise. <laughs> this day in history. All right. So today, today we're going to talk about the history of noise pollution. Yeah, I'm super interested about this. Yeah, so we're going to talk about noise as a actual um, pollutant. So in 1981, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, estimated that nearly 100 million people in the United States, about 50% of the people at the time, Uh had annual exposures to traffic noise that were high enough to be harmful to health. And this is directly from the National Institute of Health. So 50% of people have... have In the 80s. And this was in the 80s. And we're getting louder and louder and louder every generation, every decade. Mm-hmm. And so um, imagine how much more that is now. And it's actually considered a, a pollutant or harmful to our health. Right. So they're, they're right. finally starting to, to come around. But let's do the history. Ready? Mm-hmm. Sixth century BC. Um, this was the first known noise ordinance. And this is from Dr. Mike Goldsmith. Um, oh. He's, he's, yeah, I don't know where he's from. But anyway, uh, so this was in Greek, in Greece. So Aegean, the the colony of Aegean. Mm-hmm. So they had like potters and tinsmiths and other trade tradesmen, and they made them live outside of the city because what? they were so loud. Oh no way! And they also banned roosters. Oh. Yep. And then you get into the fifth century, and <laughs> so um, if you had a rooster, like you had to be outside city limits. Yep. Exactly. Aww. Yep. And then um, Hippocrates was the first to clarify and identify tinnitus, which is like the ringing in, in your ears you get. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. that issue. Um, Julius Caesar made a no noise ordinance like curfew. Uh-huh. So you couldn't you couldn't take a cart through people where people lived between sunrise or sorry, between 10 p.m. and sunrise. Oh. So like in the middle of the night, you couldn't just be going up and down the street. Oh, that's very nice of him. Yeah. And and that was kind of it for like the prehistoric ones. And then like it starts in the in the 15th century. So London, super noisy city. Yeah. It was considered... The, like the noisiest city because of everyone was really densely populated and it was really booming. Mm-hmm. But they, they, um, London had a few things. They, um, they, they made singing or beating your wife or re- <laughs> reveling in the house illegal after dark because it was a disturbance to the neighbors. <laughs> so, I mean, you could beat your what? wife just during the daytime hours. Be, be nice, right? Yeah, right. So that was, that was 1595. Holy cow. I know. And then they started doing other practices, like in 1717, the Church of Mary Lestrand, uh, built in London, didn't have any first floor windows to block out noise. Oh, so you went in, there was okay. no first floor windows, only windows up. Um, then in 1770, mm-hmm. uh, James Watts, or James Watt, he mm-hmm. invented what? The steam engine. Oh, okay. Yeah, again, <laughs> eighth, grade, like, eighth grade, eighth yep, grade history. Nailed it. Um but this was the, like the start, one of the starts of the Industrial Revolution. Right, which, which got made really noisy. Everything yeah. super noisy. I mean, you're not only just the machinery they use, but like the whistles, because um, people didn't have clocks. Remember from our from our clock right, so episode or and... early morning wake up episode? Yeah. yeah. So factories would have big whistles to like let people know they could go to lunch or that it was time to work or time to go home. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so then, then they started realizing that these noise pollutants were actually causing deafness or issues with people so like right. in 1831 
This was like the first reference to noise as a health problem by Dr. John Fosbroke. Oh. Fosbroke? What? We'll call him Fosbroke. But he states that blacksmiths would become increasingly deaf because of Which the loud makes noise. Total sense, yeah. yeah so the, but it took a long time for people to c- connect, like, hey, this loud noise is making me go deaf. Right. So, um, and then um, there was a, in London, a lot of intellectuals like Charles Babbage. Ooh, I'm reading a book right now. Charles Babbage might have invented the first computer in the 1800s. What? Yeah, like this machine crank. Anyway, it was, it was oh, very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, they started they started regulating um, like noise and like sheet music and made started making these ordinances become law. Oh, okay. They said this was bad for our health. So then you got a lot of like 1800 stuff. The loudest recorded noise in 1883 mm-hmm. was um, Krakatoa. A, a volcano that ex- that oh, erupted. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and that was that was the loudest recorded noise in history. Jeez. Yep, and then so then they started realizing, like I said, um, that loud noises gave us uh, or uh, physical actual physical issues. Right. Um, then oh, should we talk about what noise is? So noise yeah. is is a, a frequency, right? It's a hertz, mm-hmm. right? So it's a wavelength, right? right? So depending on that hertz, how fast or slow that that sound wave is vibrating mm-hmm. gives you your essentially pitch right, right right so but then a decibel is how loud that pitch is and that decibel decibel system wasn't invented till 19 1920 or the 1920s the decibel system the decibel system right but then we're talking 1950s you've got airplanes or jetliners flying all over cities right does it say what decibels uh air aircrafts are at oh it does it is well, this one didn't say i don't know what it is i mean i guess it depends on how close you are well, that's true. Yeah, right? that's very true. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know what I mean, it's got to be loud. Yeah, hundred fifty. I don't know. Someone look it up. And let us know. And be like, that's not hundred fifty. <laughs> that being impossible. Um, but then anyway, so like the nineteen sixties, there was like a, a like a battling of noise. Like like um, UNESCO was an international music council that said everybody has a right to silence, and then the Rolling Stones are playing loud music and wanted their volume turned up to eleven. <laughs> um, and then in 1989, the U.S. troops used noise pro- pollution or noise warfare by playing, pumping in super loud music, rock and roll music, to uh, Noriega's little compound to get him out. Oh no way! Yeah. So, and then there you go. I feel like that's the base of like six different movies right there. I know. No <laughs> kidding. So, and that's like the kind of history of noise pollution, and now everybody's using having noise ordinance. Because it's harmful to our health. Oh, and so, it is. And it is. Yeah. So there you go. I don't, I don't know. Kind of oh, okay. That's very interesting. I give it a. I give it a B minus out of a hundred. <laughs> so. <laughs> Again with the rating system. I know. I know. So anyway, there you go. There's the history of noise pollution. Oh, very cool. So you're going to talk about what noise pollution does to our brains. Kind of. Or you're going to talk talk about what just noise in general does to our brains and how to harness that. Yeah, how to to do the good things. Because I feel like we can talk about the stress and all of that all day long. We can talk about cortisol all day long. Literally, it's in every episode, guys. So I cannot not talk about it. You're going the other way with this. I'm going the other way. You're going to talk about how to to use it to our benefit. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, let's get into that. Go, 
Okay, so I do have to talk about for a little bit about how bad noise is for us. Well, hold on. First, was I right on the airplane? You were right on the airplane. 150. It's... Yeah. For takeoff. 150 at the deck. That 140 is... at the deck. That is... Oh, my God. I'm That's like a prophet. A... You... <laughs> I'm like Nostradamus. Maybe, maybe I'm just... Maybe... How did you go from, oh, I'm just taking a wild guess to now I'm a prophet? Like that's a big was, that's a big leap. It's a big leap, but it's a big leap. I'm gonna do it. Most people I, just get ice cream or something if they guess right, but you're you became a prophet. Yep. Okay. Um okay, so for a second I am gonna talk about what sound does to our brain. Just because it'll be important for moving forward. So um prolonged exposure to noise alters how our brain processes speech. And so um not only do we have hearing loss, and the hearing loss is due to the damage of the hair cells that are in your your ears that act as sound receivers Um, because once they're damaged you can't rebuild them so that's why our hearing deteriorates as we get older because you can't build those back up yeah it just it's gone um you lose it if you use it kind of a situation um but what's interesting is that when even your brain changes so the neurons that are connecting if it's too strong then it, they'll actually kind of break their bonds. And so you you lose the ability to understand speech as well. Oh, if, if you're exposed to lots of noise. Right. I mean, and it would make sense because you can't hear it as well, obviously. And you're, and you're probably having to filter everything out all the time. Yeah. And so if you just have this low-grade noise all the time, it's it's a problem for your brain. Okay. Um, so yes, loud noises create a problem. And yes, we are exposed more to loud noises in our generation than any other. Um, But this is how you harness this and make this a actual productive situation. So just to give you an idea, so restaurants are manipulating you. They're by by pumping in music. By pumping in the music. And and they make us hungry. (laughs) No, but it's true. So slow music encourages patrons to linger on their food. Oh. So, like, let's say that the, the the slower the music, uh-huh. um, let's say your food's taken a really long time to get out, you are not noticing it as much. Really? Yeah. And you actually are more likely to order dessert and to oh. order an extra drink. Oh. Yeah. See, I think the opposite. They just wanted to pump you through. But maybe maybe if they don't have, like, a line out the door. That's well, why the then... really fancy restaurants play techno music. Like, <laughs> get you in and out. Like, eat right? your food. Eat, eat your food. Yeah. Okay, but, but yeah. a little slow music so you're not upset that... Service is taking a long time. Right. And oh. and you can use this like in your day-to-day. So like let's say you're having a dinner party and you want people to feel comfortable and enjoy themselves. You want kind of lower tempo music sense. so that they can meander. It's like why our dinner party radio station on Pandora is all just soothing, slower music. Yeah, it's pretty mellow kind oh, of stuff. Right. Um, Julian Treasure, he has the sound agency and they do, obviously, they've really focused in on sound studies. Um but what they have found is that conversations are the most distracting for us. Like other people's conversations. Other people's conversations. So not ours, but others. And also lyrics can be distracting. Oh, okay. So if you're listening to music with lyrics and you're trying to focus. Yeah, it's a lot harder. It's, a, it's so much harder. Even if it's your favorite song and you've been listening to it a million times, your brain wants to pick up yeah. voices. Yeah. And so um, if you're trying to, to actually focus in on what you're doing conversations and lyrics are not the way to go about it. That's why like classical music is really good for studying. Right. And also, so focus and concentration, the, the music or the sound that has been shown study after study after study to be the most effective for focus and concentration is nature. So the ocean, 
the rain, and then fire crackling. So no, no classical music studying. Not even, soundscapes. not even, yeah. So soundscapes. So nature. Um, the 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 little caveat that they have in here is that um, don't pick nature. So you know how you have like the forest sounds, right? The reason why that is less effective than just the ocean, the rain, or fire crackling is because there's random like bird noises usually, which is maybe mimics conversation. Well, and it's it's not. Well, I don't know about that, but it it just it elicits a, fu- a quick fire in your brain oh, and you can get distracted because it's, it's randomized and loud it's a new thing okay yeah so where, where the ocean wave is pretty predictable right okay. well because i know in therapy um at one place i worked they had they had the forest thing playing all the time in this one particular room and then randomly they had a seagull like wah, 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 come in and no joke we'd be in the most intense deep conversation and then the seagull would come on and it would come on there and just (laughs) just squawk away it would it would squawk away and it would totally ruin the vibe right so those random bird noises are not effective um another thing that was really interesting so the journal of consumer research which um has also been um replicating the sound agencies research research um which is cool that people i mean seem to replicate everybody else's research um but they found that moderate ambient noises, which is those fire, um, ocean, and rain sounds, mm-hmm. at about 70 decibels, which I thought was kind of high. But now that we know the plane is at one... That's pretty high. That's like an AC unit. Yeah. So, but at 70 decibels, um, which apparently is the equivalent of a, a passenger car traveling on a highway. There you go, yeah. Um, enhances creative performance and triggers brain activity. But oh. it has to be that ambient noise. Ambient noise, 70 decibels. Uh-huh. Okay. So, and that also includes white noise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's there's no changes in white noise. Oh. There's no random seagulls. Right. Right. Okay. Um, and so, um, yeah, so it seems like the ambient noise is, is pretty darn productive. Um, and in the action plan, I'll talk about how we can utilize all those things. Um, but my last thing is talking about silence cleanses. A silence cleanse? Yes. So... Um, research in psychology is soft science. Okay. Okay. Because it's really hard to actually study people's self-talk in their head. Right. Because it's, it's all, all self-reported. Yeah. You yeah. can't like record it and be like, they thought of this this many times. Right. Um, and so if someone doesn't want to report that they're thinking about something, then they won't write it down. Right. And so it's, this is kind of a hard one and there's lots of holes that you could punch into the, these studies, but... What's really, really interesting is that um, if you take a five to 10 minute break every single day of complete silence, your negative self-talk goes down. Oh. So So general chatter in your head goes down, specifically negative. Okay. And that's just complete silence. Complete silence. Okay. And, And I was looking at these different stuff and they didn't hold any science behind them, so I didn't want to talk about it necessarily. But there's, they created a soundproof room. And um, they talked about that you'll go crazy in 45 minutes. Um, and and first off, that's incredibly flawed because is it the sound or is it that's a really boring padded right. room? Right. Um, but um, yeah, apparently five to 10 minutes is kind of that choice. It gets those ear hairs to kind of calm down and oh. just have a moment of relaxation because right. there's sound everywhere, even when you're right. asleep. And then um, that five to 10 minutes reduces all that other chatter in your brain because we have to think that we have all kinds of input coming in and how we've talked about before 
is that your brain has a really hard time um, distinguishing who, where the source came from right. of information. And so a lot of times we'll add that into our self-talk just automatically without distinguishing that that's not relevant or not accurate. So we're just always bombarded. Yes. Okay. Yep. And that's kind of the goal of marketers and everything like that. Facebook and Instagram and all those things is lots and lots of stimulus. And all of that starts to add into our self-talk. But if we do that five to 10 minutes of just like... Maybe nice. during like a meditation. Yes. The The thing is, is I'm not trying to eliminate the thoughts. Okay. Like in meditation, you're not trying to like, oh, don't think of a thought. It's all you're doing is you're just letting your brain go and thinking of, of it more of as like a ear relaxation okay because you don't necessarily have to do any type of mind game to create this effect because that was one of the things i looked up oh you just you just sit in silence Uh uh-huh you just sit in silence because you don't necessarily some of the studies had them meditate and some of the studies had them not meditate or think of other things or whatever same effect same effect so that five to ten minutes reduces that negative self-talk and with meditation honestly meditation is fantastic and it helps create mindfulness but but for this silence cleanse situation five to ten minutes is key okay cool there's the science behind utilizing sound and silence yep and now we're going to give you some some things to do to harness it we're going to talk about coffee first oh my gosh i totally forgot about coffee yeah coffee review coffee review i drank Pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee Trying to keep my sleepy soul awake But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes All right, this segment's called Coffee Review. We really need to call it Coffee Segment. Because we haven't reviewed a coffee in a long time. Well, we've been calling it coffee segment in the past two episodes. Yeah, so this is coffee segment. Because um, we're drinking instant coffee this morning. We are, but it is not awful. It's the Starbucks. Not It's not instant coffee. It's like their... What's it called? They don't call it, it instant coffee, something. but it's instant coffee. It's instant. It's essentially it's the coffee. It's the kind that's in the little tubes. Yeah. And then you just sprinkle it in. It's like really expensive instant coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's all it but is. It, it, but it's actually palatable. Yeah. Whereas the other, like if you get, yep, I'm going to say it, Folgers instant coffee. Yeah. And I, and don't get me wrong when I was you drink, younger. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I do drink it if I'm looking for a quick fix that I don't, you know, have time to make a, a real cup of coffee. Right. Um, but man, it has a really awful aftertaste. Yeah. This is not bad for uh-uh. what it is. Yeah. Um, not great, but, but not bad. Even, but so we're going to talk about coffee segment and today we're going to talk, talk about some of the most expensive coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So where do you think some of the most expensive coffees come from? And I'm going to give you a clue. It's not a geographic region. What? So the most expensive, this is kind the of... The ocean. No, I don't... Oh, yes. Okay, you're thinking outside the box. Yeah, I like it. it. Um, no, it actually comes from animal poop. <gasps> okay. Yep. So... Take a moment. No, nope, we're, we're going to take a moment. Yeah. So, so there is some of the most expensive coffees come from animal poop so there is this process where <laughs> different animals and and this mainly came from first the the shivet cat kivet cat c-i-v-e-t cat so anyway it's, it's this, a cat well it's like a it's almost like a raccoon looking thing okay um, it, it kind of looks like a raccoon but anyway they eat coffee cherries so remember, okay, yeah, because it's a cherry. It's, it's a, a, it's like a it's big a cherry tree, yeah. cherry tree, right? So some of these animals, like this cat, mm-hmm. eat coffee cherries. 
Okay. And so they eat these cherries and then they don't digest the coffee bean. But right. it goes through a fermentation. Because it's like a pit, isn't it? Yeah. Amongst yeah. The, yeah. yeah. It'd be like uh-huh. a cherry pit, right? Yeah. But it, so it goes through a fermentation process in their digestive tract. Oh, my God. And it changes the chemical compound of the coffee bean. And then when it's collected later on. Who collects it? Some of these poop farmers. <laughs> so when they collect it later on. <laughs> Do they on, call themselves poop farmers? Yeah. I don't know what they call themselves. But but it, 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 um, it creates a very smooth, non-acidic um non-bitter coffee like a super high quality coffee so do they wash off the poop or how does this work oh yeah so so there's two things there's the inhumane way and the humane way the inhumane way is they put them in a cage and they feed them nothing but coffee cherries oh right and it's just yeah terrible yeah um and and so this coffee is called kopi luwak (laughs) kopi luwak but that's from the the cat the shivet cat Shivet cat, shivet cat. I don't know. Please what it tell is. me his name is Shivet cat because that is fantastic. But, the shivet uh, cat. Yeah, but so the humane way is they allow these more wild animals to come in and eat the coffee cherries, okay. and then they go looking for scat, and then they they the collect poop. It. Yeah, that's so, a very polite way to say poop. Yeah. But, so so okay. Do they know? I mean, is there other animals whose poop look very similar? Or are they just, they've honed their poop identifying skills? Like from the smell one, our last episode, the smell one. Yeah. They've honed their sense of smell to go tracking. Ouch. Um, I don't, I have all no idea. All I can idea. think about is that Futurama episode, you know, where they trap all the, what do they call it? The little um, guys, the, and they, they poop out. Um, this, the is how, this is how engine, our conversation goes. You, engine either, fuel. Engine fuel. Yeah, the black matter. Oh, the black matter. Oh, from Futurama. From Futurama. Yeah. And they all have them in the cages and they're so sad and they eat chickens. Yeah. What are those What are those creatures called? Oh my gosh. We haven't watched Futurama in a long time. Anyway, we're going to move same on. Same thing. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, same thing. But they they're, they have to do the same thing with monkeys, elephants, bat, or bird. Okay. And so... What's the most prized? I don't know. So, but this, this uh, I think the cat coffee, it, <laughs> it, can, it can fetch... One hundred to five hundred dollars a pound. Oh no way! Yep, yep. one hundred five five or one hundred six hundred dollars a pound. Oh, gross! Eighty percent of it on the market is fake. I would assume that so, because you can't be like, "Yep, collected yeah. it right out of the rear end." Yeah, and it's often described as earthy and smooth, and less bitter than regular coffee. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. That's earthy. And earthy, smooth. yeah, earthy and smooth. Oh my gosh! So I wonder if, like humans, if we ate the coffee mm-hmm. beans. And then fermented it in our guts. We get oh the same gosh. thing. Oh, don't even give anybody any idea. I bet you it would work. So well, anyway. I don't think we would digest the... Yeah. the... M- monkeys do it a little differently. Monkeys, uh, they chew out the, the seed okay. or the pit. Um, or they spit it out, sorry. So, But it's all their saliva and stuff gets at that, takes away that bitter and acidity. So they're actually starting to come up with ways chemically to replicate this. I would assume that. So I bet you in our, our coffee in a little bit, there's going to be... The, you know, poop coffee that's super non-acidic and smooth. So anyway, that's wow. that's what I got. I had no idea. Yeah, t- if you've got the money, it's worth a shot. We don't have the money. Well, I would I'm never gonna, spend six hundred dollars on a pound of coffee of poop coffee. Yeah, there is no way. Apparently, if you can get past the the way it's processed, it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So well, yeah. can you buy just enough for like a single? Like I French bet you can find a store or a barista that has 
some of those coffee beans. It'd be like a $50 cup of coffee or something yeah, ridiculous. Probably. So but... the, the, another coffee, I was looking because I was looking at the world's most expensive coffees. Right. There's another one that's not a poop coffee that's from Panama or something like that. It's $75 a cup. Whoa. What is that one about? I don't, I didn't read into it. Oh, well, let's read into that one because I want to go to Panama and have a $75. No, it's in, you get in the US. There's oh. like two baristas that have it or whatever. Oh, wow. So it's a Do very you become rare... best friends with your barista? Is that part of the $75 a cup? Do you guys go hiking together? Yeah, maybe. Do they make you a sandwich with it? Do you get a puppy? You probably get a sandwich. (laughs) Because everybody knows that nothing goes better than an expensive (laughs) cup of coffee than a sandwich. And a puppy. And a puppy. I want a sandwich and a puppy with my $75 cup of coffee. Yeah. So there you go. There's a coffee segment. There it is. So go out and try some... Some Kopi Luwak. Some Kapu I'm probably coffee. butchering the, the pronunciation on these, but anyway, there you go. That's fantastic. Should we get back into noise? Let's get and into noise. And you can tell us how to harness the power of noise. Boom, like a superhero. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. Are you ready? Action plan. Action plan. You ready for this? I'm ready. I feel like we should... Wait, first of all, do we have action music? And second, was that that mu- like song from the 90s from like the Ready to Rock Now soundtrack? Yes. Like, bam, 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 Yeah. Oh. It was like in all the montages. We are cutting this way out. What are you talking about? This the, is good stuff. That dates us. That this dates us all bad. Thing. All right. Tell us. Tell we, us what we do. We can be old. Yeah. Tell okay. us what we do. So this is what I want you to do if you're looking to get pepped up. Okay. okay. Now, first, you're going to listen to a song that gets y'all jazzed up. Your music now from the 90s. Exactly. All right, done. Or like Eye of the Tiger. Okay. Or some, Eye of the Tiger is a, a common one, but most people have a song that makes them. Like um, when you wanted me in the office to run all those chords mm-hmm. through things that is a ridiculous thing for you to ask of me because right. I don't know how to do any of it, like right. running power chords. Because it was, to be fair, it was like all around the desks and through yes, holes and it like was, it was ridiculous it was actually rough for me to do so that. i put on the drop kick, kick murphy's okay good and i just played a couple of their songs to get amped up because i'm like there i don't want to do this at all right. so and, you listen oh okay. go ahead no go ahead oh so you listen to a song that gets you really excited and uh, and you have to get into it like someone to love by queen greatest <laughs> love song of all time oh my gosh how did i marry you this is so ridiculous so you get your song you get your song you get you actually get into it you listen to the lyrics you make hand gestures the whole bit right okay and then and this is how this is done most effectively and then you switch your playlist over to an ambient noise okay while you're actually working a beat a, a waves a rain thunderstorm not thunderstorm rain or what was the other one so it's white noise ocean rain crackling fire okay okay um and so you can do this in headphones this is the thing we just want to make sure that the headphones are not too loud okay okay um so you can because usually people turn their music up if they're getting jammed out right so so jam out have a good time but then switch your ambient noise to a relatively low level okay so it doesn't hurt your ears um because what this does is it gets you excited and gets your body going lots of excitable like you're awake and then the ambient noise is the most effective for focus and concentration. Okay. So that's that's the way to kind of get pumped up in that way. 
if you're looking to, to relax after a hard day, and, and usually after hard days, we people talk about that they have a lot running through their head. Um, they can't stop thinking about work things. Uh, they bring their work home, things like that. Um, so we want to use slow music like the restaurants do. Okay. Okay. Um, minimal to no lyrics, depending on where you're at. If you really enjoy that music that has, so like Vitamin String Quartet is one of my favorites. There's no lyrics to that, but then it, it is based on songs that do have lyrics. Songs so, that are familiar to you. Right. So so you can kind of utilize that or like your dinner party radio is also very relaxed, but it has lyrics to it usually. Um, and then um, ambient noise is best used if you're trying to go to sleep. Okay. So, um, and you would think, because uh, I, I did some research because I'm like, ambient noise, you can use it to pump you or keep you concentrated and go to sleep. But it's more of like, if you're actively working on something, that ambient noise is really effective. And then if you're passively trying to go to sleep, that's also good because it's just repetitive, normal noise, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that's how you do that. That doesn't make sense to me because one's hyperproductive and one is relaxing and soothing, but I'm going to trust it. Well, and and, and that's, and I think it, the key to that is that Maybe it just clears your brain. Yeah, I think it's it replaces all of that noise that happens in your head. Okay, yeah, it makes sense there. So okay. it's less about, it's not getting you pumped up, because that's why we have the pump up song. Right. Um, because that gets you pumped up. But then when you're actively concentrating and working on something, that's where that ambient noise that comes in. that clear mind. Okay, yep. yeah. And the same thing is like, if you're looking to just kind of relax, that's where your minimal to no lyric slow music comes in. And then if you're actively trying to go to sleep, that's where the ambient noise comes in and kind of clears, I would assume it's clearing your brain a little bit. Okay. Um, you can use music to change your mood. So if you're super depressed, get a really happy song for you. If you're too excitable, you can kind of put the slower music on. Um, so I do the opposite. Is that a bad thing? Um, like if I'm super depressed, I'll put on Elliot Smith and I'll be like, Oh, I'm so sad. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, Oh, I really like Elliot Smith. This is really good music. And then I'm happy again. No, I don't, I don't think that's bad at all. Okay. Everybody's a little different and, and music is one of those very specific things. Like in therapy, I use music quite a bit for folks where I say like, bring me your song that you um, always listen to when you're depressed or bring me the song when you're really excited. Um, but people, people like I notice my music um, f- flavors change if I'm feeling sad or if I had a really bad day at work or if I had a really good day at work or if I'm going to see the kiddos or whatever it is. So just find out which one can help you in that mood right but music really does elicit a lot of emotions out of us okay and so you can kind of like what you're doing sounds more like embracing right so that you can just feel that emotion and then it kind of kicks you out of it yeah then i'm done with it yeah versus um you can use force change yeah which so just kind of figuring that out for yourself and then the last thing what I, i would really like you guys to do is to take a cleanse so try five to ten minutes a day of silence um, to kind of quiet some of that self-talk chatter. Can we use like headphones like yeah. without any music or anything in it? Yeah. So that's actually quite common where if you're trying to work on something and you want to be left alone, just put some headphones on. And it, don't listen to anything though. Yeah. And, and they, people will put like, um, the, where's this, the noise cancellation headphones? Yeah, noise canceling headphones. Yeah. So you can do that. It's very, very hard to be actually quiet, like a yeah. complete silence. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily have to be completely silent, but enough to, to block out. Um, cause like even with 
like meditation and I know because I used to do the hot yoga um they would turn off the music and everything but you could still kind of hear noises outside and birds and things like that um so trying to just at least reduce your noise by a significant amount okay um and so again headphones would be a good thing there's like a suite in a cave (laughs) that you could a suite in a cave? Yeah, oh, it's like, like a, you can like rent a it. hotel room? Yeah, in a cave. I forget. I should have looked this up. Um, there's the noise cancellation room that drives people crazy in 45 minutes. Okay. Um, but really, uh, realistically, it's going to be our headphones that we're All going right. to use. All right. Um, uh, or even just being able to go out in nature is also quieter. So trying to be... In our city life. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. still having birds and all of water, all the things that are happening out there. But it's definitely different the decibel noise. Decibel probably much lower. Yeah, okay. and so we're think of it as is less about trying to quiet your brain because a lot of people have a hard time quieting the chatter in their brain. I'm not looking for you to do that. What I'm looking for you to do is to rest your ear hairs. Resting ear hairs. Yeah, where Giving you're trying. Ear hairs a vacation. Yeah, just just letting them calm down a little bit so they're not vibrating and not breaking off and as much. So five to ten minutes seems to be the sweet spot, and then you also have mental health. Um, assistance in doing so. Okay. So So go out, get your music playlist for Mm -hmm. what you need, and then do your silence exercises, five to 10 minutes. Right. And find your ambient noise. Find your ambient noise. When you're going to use it. And then go out and build a better you. Thanks, guys.